Hi, I'm Mara Webster with In Creative Company, and today we are joined by the wonderful Stuart Krasnow, who is the showrunner of The Weakest Link. And you know, you you were involved in in producer on the original iteration when this was first airing with Anne Robinson, which I love. Um, and I was interested in when you were re, you know essentially redeveloping a property that you'd been so heavily involved in creatively. How did you find the aspects of what needed to be part of that structure, part of the design, part of the look and feel of the show? You know, obviously the the question rounds. There's certain things that you really have to carry over against aspects where you felt like you could really bring new elements to it and really evolve aspects of the format. I think first and foremost, first of all, thank you so much, Mara. This is such a great opportunity to talk about the show and I just enjoy what you do and I'm just so happy to be here. The, the casting was really the most important piece. I think Jane Lynch was literally the linchpin, if you will. Sorry about that. Um, but I think, you know, without having the right, who's going who's gonna to be like Anne Robinson? Who's going to be that character? And I think, of course, everyone thought Jane Lynch from Glee, that sort of, that Sue Sylvester character made sense here. But it also had to have a little bit more finesse and a little bit more in on the joke, I think. Less caricature and more just, you know, Jane playing game show host, but it's kind of an anti-game show host role. So I think the question writing definitely changed. I think we decided uh, collectively that we wanted to be a little bit more uh, clever, a little bit more wide. I think generally... On broadcast TV, we want to be so inclusive. You know, it's really important to like, you know, you know, it's, you need to know your Megan Thee Stallions, and then you also need to know like, how do you measure a stallion? You know, what's the measurement? You know, you have to have kind of everything in between. So general knowledge mixed with pop culture. And my greatest hope is that when people watch the show together, that the ten-year-old knows something that no one else in the family knows. But at the same time, there's someone else who knows something that another person doesn't know. So I think that there was a lot more attention spent to that than I think people realize on a game show. Yeah, I can only can only imagine. Yeah. And, you know, with what you were saying about Jane as well, what's really wonderful about her as a host of the show is it really honors what Anne Robinson built with the show. You know, there's a, that kind of very acerbic sense of humor and, and the banter that she has mm -hmm. and the way that she speaks with contestants. But there's also kind of comedic heart to it as well. You know, at the end of the show when she's like, you are, you're the winner, you're the strongest link. Like, it, it feels very genuine, you know. But there's little nods to Anne Robinson's style, but still making it very much Jane Lynch and her, bringing her personality to the foreground. And so how did you work with her to kind of combine those two spaces? Well, it's interesting because that's a really astute commentary because, comment because when you look at the original show, Anne was really a bully. And I think the tone of our country over a 20-year span has, and the tone of the world has changed. That, that much of a bully I don't think would be tolerated or popular today. You can't be, I mean, Anne was relentlessly mean without apology. So that idea that Jane, I think, instinctively already knew, she said, I'm going to do this, but I want to be in on the joke. I'm not going to be as mean. I need to also be there. And I think we all agreed with her that she had to play it with a little bit of like, okay, you know, we're having fun here. But I think people now know to come on the show who've watched it, you know, the new contestants come on, they know they're, they're okay, come at me. They're expecting something. And I think as long as the other people, it's never personal. It's always about something they said wrong or they didn't know quite right or something they slip up and say about themselves, you know, that kind of thing. And, and in terms of, of the, the competition format, you know, it, like you were saying, it's really something which leads itself to a broad spectrum of, of knowledge and, and trivia. And there's the introduction now of pictures on screen, which was a new aspect. Um, so how did you find those details of here's how we really expand upon it? Because like you said, it's, it's, it's also connecting to the audience. The audience are playing along at home and you really know that they're sitting there responding in their living rooms. So you want it to really connect to them as much as it connects to the contestants. I really believe the game shows are, are 
are successful again today because of the smartphone. We're so used to interacting with things. And, and of course, as far as TV goes, game shows are the ultimate play along and having people play along in different ways. And I think you're right, just hearing questions wasn't enough anymore. So I think seeing those pictures, we try to, we don't want to say like, here's a picture of somebody, what's their name? It's more like, here's the cast of a show and who's missing from the picture. So we try to do more clever versions of or video that's sort of funny about something or a funny piece of nature video and say, you know, this common thing you might see, but what's it really doing here? And then they have to make it, you know, oh, it's molting or this ugly, you know, creature losing its skin. What does it mean? You know, sort of uh, let people have a, have a layer story to what the question is. It's not just a plain, straightforward question, if that makes sense. It does. And, yeah. and I also wanted to ask about the scripting of a show like this, mm -hmm. because, you know, again, kind of going back to what we were talking about with Jane, it, it leans into her wit, her humor, and there's moments that you know are, are organic and off the cuff because she's responding to what's happening live in the moment, but you also are scripting out elements of her delivery. And, yes. and so what does that look like in terms of where you need to be very specific in, in a lot of the scripting, where there's kind of, here's a script for this segment, but you can also kind of go off of it a little bit and here's the space where we're gonna improv and flow back and forth. The scripts go through many iterations and a lot of game shows, um, sort of do a pattern, actually the original game show, and just read the exact script as is every time, same thing every time. Four people left, who's going home? One of you will not, you know, and someone's sent home. Jane, there's, a, there's, we, there's references to Shakespeare, there's references to the 80s, there's references to rap songs. So she's playing off all of those pop culture references in the scripting of the show itself. And every script is different. It's never, you know, it's not that pattern game show where it's like every single time you're gonna say the same thing. So there is a lot of attention played to that and, and Jane has a big part in that. And she really, I think that's the part of the show she really loves taking ownership of as well because uh, we have great, great writers. And I think she really just looks at that as really, you know, I think when you're an actress and you're in so many many things, you don't get to give a lot of, you know, I don't think she gets to do that kind of feedback on a, on a scripted show. So in the same amount of way that she would on this show. So she really owns that piece and, and it has to be in her voice. And, and when it comes to the segments where it's between the rounds and, and she's having discourse with the contestants about how they did questions that they didn't get right. Um, how much consciousness is there for everybody of making sure that you're not influencing the outcome of the game? Because when she's talking to them, they've all voted for who they think is the weakest link already. So it's not going to influence that round. But you have to be cognizant of we want to make sure we're kind of hitting everybody equally so that we're not influencing who people are going to vote for the next round. This is such a good point. There are certain points where we'll look, we, we are allowed within the rules of our show to point out who was weakest and who was strongest. But we don't always do that. Um, and I think strategically, it's always about fairness. I mean, a game show has laws and regulations that oversee it. You can go to jail if you don't do a game show correctly or if you fix it, you know, for, for instance, in the 50s and the scandals that happened. So it's really important. We have to be so diligent, not only in the questions and how they're given to people, but also when she does talk to people. So we always make sure the votes are done before we have those chats. Um, but we also still try not to tip the hand too much to put a target on somebody's back. But the contestants are really good. They'll bring it up on their own and then we can go there. But there is an art to it. And I think, again, just always, it's a fun game. Everyone's there, but we are playing for money. We do want to keep that sense of fairness and balance. So you have to be a little bit careful. We don't always point out every mistake because it doesn't always seem fair. Somebody got a very hard question. Somebody got an easy one just because the, the way that things laid out. We don't always want to point that out too much. 
And, and in speaking about the contestants as well, and just the casting is so fascinating for shows like this because, you know, I, you know, and I, I'd love for you to talk a little bit more about kind of the vetting and, and the process they go through. But it's not just a case of finding people who know trivia and are really strong at it and might be really great contestants. It's also about the dynamic that they're going to bring on camera. And when you watch each episode, each episode has such a unique feel and charisma to it based on the makeup of the team. So it's also thinking about who you're putting together. So I was really fascinated in what goes into finding individuals um, that not only are great contestants, but that really are going to bring themselves and lend something to screen. Casting is everything. I think we, what makes this, what we can do the writing, we can do the questions, we have a great host. When you put those eight people, that, that cross-section of America on there, and really everything that they're about. That's to me when the show comes to life. And there is, uh, and thank you for saying that, because there really is a story that, that develops over the episode. And it's not, maybe it's not a coincidence that we have a crime scene uh, cleaning, cleaner uh, on the same episode with a ghost uh, tour guide on the same episode with a cheerleader who's obsessed with crime shows. You know, so you can see how these characters are going to, these people are going to interact and really share something about themselves and it's all going to be kind of a connective tissue and you don't really know where it's going to go or who you're going to lose as the show goes on. So it's really important, I think, personally, and I think uh, certainly for the studio and the production company and the network, the inclusivity has been the thing I'm most proud about this show. Our winners don't look like any other game show winners. There's a, a very um, certain look to who typically could be the smartest person in the room who wins a show. And traditionally, it's been somebody who looks like me. And that is disturbing to me. I think it's really important that our show really, because of our casting, we don't have one or two people who, who don't look like me. It is literally the color of the rainbow every single time and in terms of every way that they can possibly identify. And I think what, give, what that gives us is a guarantee that somebody's going to get to the end who is not going to necessarily look like most game show winners. And I, that to me, and that has to also go in the question writing, right? It has to be the same. The questions have to be things that people can get who don't necessarily come from the same background and have the same questions that you would grow up with on most game shows. And within the dynamic of, of the team as well, it's interesting because there's these interpersonal relationships that, that build throughout the episode. And, you know, sometimes there'll be someone who's who's getting cut and they're like, make sure you all get Michael. I don't like him as they're walking off. Yeah. And then there's times where they're really supportive and really engaged with each other. Are there are there moments kind of backstage where they're able to interact or they get to know each other? Or is it really you want them to meet on the stage for the first time? In the original show, they were always part of the format was they would spend some time with each other. And that would hopefully have them bond. I think Survivor was just starting at that time. And the idea was, you know, coming off of that was Survivor meets a game show. So they wanted to have those allegiances to, to you know, to, to sort of grow. Um, and then we got rid of it in the new version. But in the season three, the current season, we let people spend 10 minutes again together. And it, I think it, it's funny in a weird way. And again, maybe this is where the world has gotten to be in a, a nicer place, believe it or not. I think some of the people felt more felt worse about voting for people because they sort of got to know them a little bit. And it's like, you know, I really, I really like Mara, but I'm voting for Mara. You know, there was a little bit more guilt involved, which is so funny within just 10 minutes that people could feel a closeness. But I think other people did use this as an opportunity to size up the competition. But I like the element of it. It's not on camera, um, but we, it just it created a looseness, I think, between the cast and a bond that made it trickier. And I think that's good. 
One of the things with the show as well is there's such a specific pacing and energy and, and there's kind of this rhythm that and momentum that's constantly building and, and so you always feel like everything's moving forward. And that comes from a lot of different aspects in terms of how you're building that, you know, and especially in terms of live editing between the cameras when you're on set, post-production on it. And so how do you work to make sure that it always kind of has this momentum? Because it's not, it's not even the same pacing at the end of the show as it is at the beginning and in the middle. I like to think of it, it, it starts out as a comedy, because Jane's really having more fun with the contestants. And as it gets more serious within it, it really turns into a drama. We had more than one person break down and cry during the, during, toward the end of the show this season. And I'm not surprised by that, because I think it gets much more intense, it gets much more personal. And as they get closer to the money, they, they're much more about who's going to win. And we have much less to talk to them about. More, it becomes more about, why do you want to win this so badly? When in the beginning, it's like, oh, so you work at Starbucks, and I came into your place once. What happened when I came in? Was I nice? You know, that's sort of the tone at the top but by the end it's really much more um a little bit more vicious i guess you know and, and in a good way and it becomes a real drama and i think um this this the show tells its own story i mean the eliminations i always say like the best thing about working in unscripted tv and they have ever worked on an unscripted we don't know what's going to happen um i don't know how it would ever be on a scripted show because i don't want to know and be able to skip to the end and know how things are going to end I need to see it unravel before me. So when we're in the control room and somebody gets voted off that we're surprised, there's a gasp in the control room. Like we're all so invested in what is going on that I think that drama, like every, every commercial break, someone's going to go away. How do you turn a show off? You need to find out what's going to happen. And, and the production design, even, that plays an mm. element in it. You know, and there's, there's a really specific aesthetic to the studio, mm. to the graphics that you're using, and how you're kind of creating that environment, which also is adding itself to the sound design. And, and so with production and sound design, how do you really want to use that to, again, create that energy, create that momentum? Because that's also infiltrating for the contestants in the studio. I think it's so funny. And, you know, when you just... Even when you're just testing contestants, so casting producers are working with them on, uh, you know, on a, a Skype or a Zoom, it's it's pretty amazing to see how nervous people get. Even just being asked questions, just on a, with no one even watching, except for you know, it's just being recorded. Um, add the music, add standing there, add you know the the um, the intensity of the lights and the flashes. It's it's a pretty incredible environment, and you people literally forget their name sometimes. You know, it's it's a very um, intimidating environment and I think that definitely is definitely a part of the look and the feel of it for sure the sound the music the 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 light coming on you it's you know it's 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 uh, intimidating by design and and they're obviously not aware of the camera movement the cuts that are being made the angles that you're using to kind of create that for the audience so taking away all of the things that you're using to build that for the audience for the contestants in studio what feels important to you in terms of what you're building for the audience at home and and especially when it comes to a lot of the camera work on the show um i don't know if you're a fan of the housewife shows but um some of us within the business like to call that reaction tv you know, somebody says something, then it's reaction, 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 and then they say something else at the dinner party. And that's why a dinner party scene becomes so exciting. I think we're a little bit of a reaction show as well. I think it's really fun to see, again, when somebody messes up on a more traditional show, which I love Jeopardy, but if somebody messes up on Jeopardy, the person next to them isn't going, oh my God, like this. Where our contestants do, because they're working as a team. So I think the fact that we get to intercut those reactions they're sort of become our built-in audience because they're now losing money or you're wondering, are they going to go after them? Are they going to want to get rid of them or somebody who gets something right and they react? So I love, I love feeling that team and I love the sort of the reaction feel of it. 
And, and you bring up that it is a team there, but then there is a point where it becomes about the individual and it kind of yes. goes back to what you were saying about it starts as a comedy and ends as a drama. Mm-hmm. Do you find that that shift in that moment where it becomes the individual versus the team tends to land at the same beat within the show or does it really vary episode to episode? When it's down to three, it's just, it's, it's, a, do- it's a dog fight. It's really intense. And people really, the nicest people can sometimes become, you know, we did some theme episodes, we had a holiday episode, I can't, specifically say it is, but people who you normally would see dressed in a mall, like a Santa or an elf, and all of a sudden, like, they started losing their character toward the end, and they started becoming the person who wears the suit more than the person in character trying to be jolly, if you know what I mean. So it's really funny to see, like, even people who are professionally used to putting on a happy face, um, when they get close to something like $80,000, they're like, all of a sudden, like, wow, the claws came out. That wasn't a hint. The claws, (laughs) get it now. When you, when you film the segments where they're they're kind of walking off and they're given that opportunity, you know, they have the opportunity to turn around and talk mm-hmm. back to people as they're leaving. And then you're filming the the little segment after that pops up in the corner of the screen where we see their kind of like immediate afterthought, um, you know, which again, I love you're bringing up reality TV. It feels very much mm-hmm. like, you know, if someone gets cut on The Bachelor and they're sitting in the car telling yes. you the aftermath of that for them. Um, you know, are you just really kind of with them for a few moments, being like, we're just going to get this quick soundbite? Or are you asking them for like a few different reactions to things? We get several different options. The most important one is what they feel when they first come off the stage. I'm really against putting words in people's mouths. They sort of know the show now, so they know to make a little reference or be funny about it or think of a clever way. Um, But um, the person who does those um, OTFs, you know, the after show, uh, you know, on the fly, I guess it stands for. But those after show interviews is somebody who comes straight from reality TV as like if they haven't worked on an elimination show, like I don't want a comedy writer standing there with them. I need somebody who literally does that because sometimes a pause or sometimes somebody being, you know, we don't know where they're going to go. So we have to first see what are they going to say and let them be real in the moment. Like it's a, again, how many shows do you get to see on a game show the person reacting who just got who just didn't win or didn't get or just got let go. So it's it's a really important element for us, and I love that people get to say their last thing before they go off. Yeah. And you know, being two seasons in and going into a third season, what have you found along the way from from this iteration of the show to really be the strengths of it that you want to find space to lean into, or, or places where you've still kind of continued to just like very minutely evolve the the format or aspects of the the creative choices you're making. We did something different this season, which was theme shows. We did six of them. Uh, We did them in the former NBC version of the show uh, 20 years ago. I loved the theme shows. Um, Identical twins competing against each other is just so interesting. Again, not something that other game shows can actually get away with. I think is easily a few, but not many. Uh, We did a drag queen episode where they just went for each other. We did a WWE superstar show, uh, which was absolutely amazing. Um, I think that... That evolution to the show was just so exciting because the the storyline writes itself, you know, the, the jokes write themselves, and you really get to see a different a different display of humanity. I think when, like, even that holiday show where you know you've got all these people and they're dressed like elves and you know Christmas carolers and Santa Clauses, and yet they uh, you know a different side comes out when somebody's under pressure, and I just I found it fascinating, and I think it really just gave a, a boost to everything. We're we're all the shows are solid. Those just stuck out to me as being really special. I love that. It's 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 such a great format, such a great show, and it's really something that's so engaging and interactive to be watching at home. So it's been really interesting to hear all of this information. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for asking, and just being here is great. So thank you. Watch the show.